The reading is the whole of John chapter 21. Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He called to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of a large numbers of fish. Then the disciple, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he'd taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciple followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there, with fish on it and some bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you've just caught. Simon Peter climbed aboard and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples, after he was raised from the dead. When they'd finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, <coughs> Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the brothers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. 
we know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Amen. Thank you. When I started um, working on this, um, I kept getting an, another song that I haven't put down for us to sing this morning, but it's um, The Heart of Worship, uh, because it's as though we're looking into Peter's heart, which is in effect in pieces. Um, it's been semi-restored in his meeting with the risen Lord, but he must still be carrying the guilt of having failed Jesus in his hour of need. Um, and so I'm just going to quickly read one of the verses from the song before we look into the actual um, chapter 21. And this is one of the verses. When the music fades, all is stripped away and I simply come. Longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within, through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. And I wonder what um, the Lord is seeing in our hearts this morning. Um, it's, it's, um, I want to sort of challenge us as well as encourage us this morning, um, because we do tuck things away and hide things, don't we? Um, put on a good mask in front of other people but what's actually going on inside our hearts is what Jesus sees so Peter's heart um, had been damaged and this morning's reading is all about Jesus rebuilding the heart um, just starting to put it back together and it's been broken due to the embarrassment um, fear confusion and in a sense betrayal um, we read about Judas betraying Jesus, which is exactly what he did. But if you look into the definition of the word betrayal in the dictionary, it says betrayal is not doing what was promised. And in John 13, when Jesus predicts Peter's denial, Peter says he would lay down his life for Jesus. And we know that he does in the end but not actually at that point. And in a sense, there's a betrayal of friendship there. Um, you know, we all make rash promises in the heat of the moment, don't we? Our lives are a bit like roller coasters. You go up and on the high, you can say anything. But when you come back down and reality hits, um, that's when you suddenly think, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't promised that. And, you know, sometimes we might say to the Lord, Lord, I'll do anything for you when we're on a high. Um, but not that. Or, Lord, I'll go anywhere for you. But not there. Um, or, Lord, I'll say anything for you. I'll speak for you. And then when it comes to the point of the opening to be able to talk to somebody who perhaps is in great need, especially at the moment, we clam up. Um, and... Um, you know, we're no better than Peter. We're no different to Peter. Uh, but Jesus is, uh, Jesus comes and restores the damage we do, any damage that we do do. 
Um, in Luke 22, we read, we read of Jesus saying to Peter that Satan had asked to sift him like wheat, but that Jesus had prayed that Peter's faith would not fail. And it must have come pretty close to failing. I'm not sure there have been times when our own faith um, has come close to failing due to various trials we've gone through. But Jesus had prayed for the disciples. And we can read that in John chapter 17. And when in fact he not only prays for his disciples, but also for all believers. And in Romans 8.34, we read that Jesus is still interceding for us. So yes, we let him down, <clears throat> but um, he's always watching um, over our lives, looking at our hearts, longing to restore us back to full relationship with him. So to set the scene from chapter 21, there are seven disciples back by the seashore doing familiar work as fishermen, which in some ways must have been sort of re-establishing them, some sort of normality. Um, after all the highs and lows they'd gone through, their lives had been turned upside down, as we know, um, and inside out from the events of the death of Jesus and then the joy of the resurrection of Jesus. Um, and their faith had been tried. But the word disciple translates as one who learns, which is exactly what's happening. They're learning um, the truth about Jesus. So they'd had a disappointing fishing trip and had caught nothing. But when this person from the shore suggested they cast the net on the other side, they caught a huge net full of fish and they realized it must be Jesus. They'd been fishing in the wrong area. And sometimes we can be fishing, working, serving in the wrong area, um, which, which achieves nothing. We need to listen to the call and direction of Jesus and follow him. When we are in the right place at the right time, God can and will bring about a miracle, but it's in his time. Um, we've heard all sorts of stories recently. One of um, Mary phoning Wynne at just the right time, feeling prompted to phone, phone Wynne. Um, I've got another friend who um, has recently broken her femur. And on the, the night it happened, another friend was prompted to phone her. Um, and she got a man who was saying, I've, she's just been loaded into the ambulance. But that in, in turn set a chain of events for other friends to be praying for that situation. And um, I think particularly at the moment with this sort of lockdown, we need to be very finely tuned to listening to what God is asking us to do and follow it through. Don't ignore any prompting. You know, um, we, sometimes we have to be a fool for Jesus, don't we? Um, but it's worth trying. Um, and there are people who are frightened about the future. Um, and maybe we can draw alongside and come and bring hope and encouragement. You know, just as the disciples' plans and purposes had altered, so have our lives with the lockdown. And there's great confusion and stress. But how wonderful it must have been for those disciples when they realised it was Jesus calling them from the shoreline and that they'd witnessed another miracle in this huge catch of fish. The whole atmosphere must have changed. 
And no wonder Peter got out of the boat as fast as he could and wanted to get to Jesus first. Um, after all their hard work fishing, the disciples join Jesus for breakfast. And there's a sense of regrouping, um, relaxation maybe, um, and just a sort of comfortable friendship there. And he's cooking fish for them, as we know. Um, only there's an elephant on the beach, isn't there? Or an elephant in the room. And so we then follow with this challenging discourse between Jesus and Peter before he's reinstated. And it's as though Jesus is just sort of exposing Peter's heart before things can move forward and before his heart can be rebuilt and he can be reestablished. Um, so Jesus asks Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Peter's asked this three times by Jesus, which parallels Peter's denial in, um, of, of knowing Jesus three times when he's questioned. He denies Jesus three times. Um, and there's only one word for love that we use in our language. And it can cover everything from loving chocolate to loving warm weather to loving one's partner. But in this narrative, there's a play on the words there. Are, uh, and Jesus is digging deeper into Peter's heart, um, which I won't go into, but I would look it up. There's, he, he talks about filial love and agape love. Um, and there's a distinct difference between them. Um, so after he's had the response from Peter, you know, you know that I love you. He then turns to Peter and um, in effect shows that Peter's being reinstated, um, which the other disciples can witness as well. And he starts calling, uh, and then we know as Peter the Rock, which is exactly what he became. So where do we fit as Jesus's followers? Are we brave enough to let Jesus look deeply into our hearts? Where are we denying him? Are we looking back? We need to look forward to follow someone, which is just what Jesus said at the beginning of his call on Peter's life. And on the beach in the morning, he says again, follow me. It doesn't matter about the others. Don't look back. Don't compare yourself to others. It's about you following me. Um, and Jesus has obviously forgiven Peter and passed new responsibilities on to him in spite of his failure. And that's so encouraging, isn't it? It brings hope for us when we feel we failed Jesus. And, you know, at the end of the day, all Jesus wants from us is repentance and love and that we follow him. So I pray that we will follow him closely in these days of uncertainty um, and stay tuned to what he's asking us to do, following his leading, following his promptings. Um, and with the first song, 
uh, we sang, we were singing that uh, Jesus is the risen King. We know that, and Peter knew that. The next song was God of Grace. Peter knew the grace of God. We know the grace of God. Um, and we're now going to sing, here is love vast as the ocean. You know, God's love is vast. It's all-consuming. And when we muck up, when we mess up, when those things that are just tugging in our hearts, um, when we're brave enough to bring them to God, his love and his grace can encompass that. And we can come to him in repentance. And then he gives a fresh new beginning for us.